You're looking to make money from real estate, right? That's why you're listening to the show. You want to get how to make an income from doing it. You can do so without a license. You can do so with proper coaching. And you can do so just by having the education dialed in. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, coming to you live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Here I am, folks. Here I am. You know, just bring bring the applause how you want to. No, really, I am pretty excited. I think we're going to get a new board for our podcast. Love it. You know, so we're going to have even better quality for you guys. It's going to sound cool. Might try to add some, you know, zany sound effects on there or something. Yeah, you know, jinkies and all sorts of stuff like that. So just keep just keep your ears tuned, keep an eye out, and uh, once you start hearing new things, just know that we're we're stepping it up for you. Stepping up our game, man. Stepping up our game. And I gotta tell you, you know, it has been an honor to be a part of this. But what's fascinating when you first start a podcast, and listen, if you're thinking about doing it, just don't think, just do it. You know what I mean? Because the, the initial stage, you're worried about how it sounds, does it sound good, etc. And you know, if you listen to our early episodes, the sound quality was, let's just say not good, right? We had we, we started out pretty, pretty janky, for lack of better terms. Over time, it got better, but the content has always been, in my professional opinion anyway, spot on. So if you can put up, and, and our apologies for the early days of the sound, if you can put up with that, there's still some incredible nuggets of wisdom in the early shows. But as we advance to 5,000 listeners and beyond as we are to, you know, today. And again, by the time you listen to this, maybe it'll be 20,000, you know, maybe 100,000, who knows? You know, when you're hearing this, it could be much higher than it is. But as it sits today, the feedback has been incredible. The amount that I have learned, just as a podcast host, you know, you learn more by teaching than you do doing, right? So it forces you to kind of reevaluate where you are professionally, personally, and otherwise. I just love every aspect of this show, and I have you the wonderful listeners to thank for how far we've come and how much further we're going to go as this progresses. So again, thank you and kudos to you, the listeners. With that, let's get started. Now, this is a hell of an article. I read here on World Property Journal that U.S. mortgage rates hit historic 50-year low in early July. Now, if you're listening to this in the future, right, and we've traveled, and you're hearing this show, and it's like, it's the year 2060, right? And mortgages are gone. 50-year lows today, right? The mortgage rate, the conforming 30-year rate, averaged 3.07%, 3% interest rates. If you're hearing this in the future, and rates are 14%, travel back in time and get a mortgage. I'm sure they'll have the time machines by then. By then, right? You can go back and get a, get a 30-year mortgage back in, like in, in 2020. You're set. Bring an almanac back with you. <laughs> yeah, and some stock you. picks. Like, just yeah. give me, bring a Wall Street Journal. I got, I got some stuff I got to get done. <laughs> Hit me up first, right? The point is, is that 3% interest rates, the buying power of your typical buyer is up higher than it has been in 50 
years. What does buying power mean, Donnie? What, what does that mean? That means the guy that could only buy a $250,000 house at four, four and a quarter, which the rates were maybe six months ago, is now able to buy a $300,000 house for the exact same payment. What happens when you flood a bunch of power-enabled buyers in the marketplace at the same time with 3% interest rates? I'll give you a hint. Rampant inflation. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Right? So if you're listening to this in the future, you're looking at the houses that were going for 300000 and if rates did stay in the 3%, and they can't, I'm promising you they can't, but if they did, now your Snickers bar is going for roughly $5,000, right? And I don't care how much you need a peanut, $5,000 is going to hurt, right? And that's what's going to happen if interest rates stay this low because it pushes prices up. The 270 house is now 300, the 300 house is now 350, and the million dollar house is now 1.2 million, although they're the identical property because buying power has gone up so high, more people are able to buy. But Donnie, you're the foreclosure deals coach. What does all of this mean? Well, what it means is. If you're able to buy a deal in the marketplace that's heading in right now, and I have to tell you, we're going through the coronavirus as we speak, and the deals have never come in more often than they're coming in right now. If you're listening to the future right now, you heard it here now. The deals are incredible. Come back. And the retail side is buying them at an astounding rate. They're paying more than ever. The sad part is they're putting up with more stuff, too. Because the buying power is so high, things have gotten expensive, right? And so a tip-top shape house might have been three hundred grand. Now an okay house is three hundred grand, right? And the tip-top shape is three fifty. You see what I'm saying? So as buying power goes up, prices go up as well. You have got to capitalize on this as a foreclosure investor. You want to buy deals, houses below market, and you want to sell them at market, which is now the highest market it has been, the lowest interest rates coupled with the highest prices in real estate history, 50-year low in interest rates. It's an incredible time. Okay, so my, my point in all of this is the time to get into real estate investing was actually 10 years ago. But if you're listening to this show right now, now is just as good a time to start because if you're listening to this 20 years from today, maybe interest rates are higher, maybe they're lower, maybe flying cars have come to fruition, right? But whatever's happening later on, you're going to wish you had gotten started in real estate investing in 2020. I'm going to promise you that right now. Okay, so let's get started. One of the questions I'm asked all of the time is, do I need a real estate license to become a real estate investor? Well, here's the thing. If you had talked to me about this, you know, talking about traveling in time, if you had had a conversation with me five years ago on the need for a real estate license, I would have told you absolutely. If you're going to be an effective real estate investor, you're going to need access to data. I'm a bit of a data guy. Like I like to crunch the numbers. And the only way to really get the data, sure as hell ain't Zillow, because we know how we feel about that, right? You can't get your actual repaired value from Zillow, right? You have to go to the MLS. And the only way to get access to the MLS was to be a licensed real estate agent. See, for years, the real estate agent had the utmost power and control over real estate data. Now, imagine this. Imagine you're a stockbroker who doesn't have access to market quotes. 
You don't even know what the stock is. You just know you want to buy Apple stock, but you have no idea what Apple stock is trading at. Do you see why you'd be at a disadvantage for making a profit? Same applies to real estate, right? Everybody kind of knew what general prices were, but you couldn't support it without MLS data. My favorite thing to do every single day was to look at the sold comps in the neighborhoods of properties that I currently owned, right? Because I could watch in real time, ooh, that one sold. And look what it went for. Oh, awesome. So the MLS became crucial. I remember one time like my credit card expired or something. I didn't update it uh, with the MLS and they turned off my access and I thought I was going to have a panic attack. Like, no, no, you must turn it back on. I'll pay you whatever you want. Take my firstborn. Oh my God, give me back my access, please. I believe it, folks. I really believe it. I freaked out. Technically, they turned it on. I only threatened a couple people, but they got it fixed. It was, it was pretty cool, right? So now fast forward five years. Do you need a license to invest in real estate? No, you don't. Okay, here's the thing. If you're going to wholesale, you're actually better off not having a license. And here's the reasoning. When you're wholesaling a property, you're looking to tell the seller to take a discounted number so you can sell it to a cash buyer at a higher number. That violates one very important principle of having a real estate license, which is fiduciary responsibility. Let's go over what that means. When you get your real estate license, you all but take an oath that you're going to protect the best interests of the sellers that you're representing, right? Now, that's real, real tough to do if you're planning on selling that property at a profit roughly 15 minutes after that conversation, okay? So you can't protect the seller's best interests if you're a wholesaler, so you really, legally speaking, cannot wholesale and act as a real estate agent at the same time. Note, I didn't say you can't have a license. You can't act, as a real estate agent. So if I'm doing a wholesale deal, I am crystal clear if I'm actually involved in the deals. And most of the time, my wholesalers or my, you know, my, my representatives are working on my capacity, so I'm not involved directly as much as I used to be. But if I am, I make it crystal clear that I am not your real estate agent right now. Okay? I am an investor looking to buy this property and sell it at a profit, and I make it clear. I get them to sign something. We beat that up because I am violating fiduciary responsibility if I'm acting as a real estate agent who's supposed to get top dollar. So if you're going to wholesale, my advice, skip the real estate license. Okay? But if you don't have that MLS access... How are you going to get the data you need to know what the properties work? If you don't have a license, you have no MLS access, you certainly can't count on the likes of Zillow or truly or any of that crap. So how are you going to find out what the property is worth? Well, enter Prop Street. Prop Street. Prop Street. Prop Street. And if you go to foreclosuredealscoach.com forward slash PropStream, we will get you a free seven-day trial of the PropStream application so you can check it out. But I can tell you, as a guy who's been inside the real estate agent fence for 15 years of my life, PropStream was a life changer for me. Because the first time I logged into the app, I saw something I couldn't get before. I saw real-world active listings in my local market that previously were only available to real estate agents, right? I saw pending listings, homes that are under contract right now, which is quite possibly the most accurate assessment of value. It's what's under contract in that neighborhood at the moment, right there at my fingertips. And Almost more pressing than pending, I got sold data. Going back as far as I wanted to go, you can now see the properties that sold in that neighborhood 
and be able to make an ARV determination after repaired value determination based on actual sold data. See, what your neighbor and your dad and your cousin thinks your house is worth is not an accurate assessment of the value. What is an accurate assessment of the value is actual data crunching, nerding out, if you will, getting into the very deep details what that property, similar properties, excuse me, have sold for with similar square footage within the past six months or so. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Before, you had to have a real estate license to do that. You just did. Now, here's the thing. Here's the caveat. If you've listened to my show where we go over how to fund your real estate investing career, you may still want to get a real estate license because the quickest path to getting paid sometimes is getting an agent commission just representing a buyer or seller in a transaction, okay? But with wholesaling, if you're effective, you do your homework, you could be seven to 10 days from getting a wholesaling paycheck right now. You know, you could get a property under contract, call me up, sell it for $10,000 more than you paid for it and be on your way. So there's another reason you don't necessarily need a license, okay? So what am I saying? Should you get the license or shouldn't you? Here's my advice to you. Again, Donnie, five years ago, I had a real estate school, a real estate training program for investors. I was encouraging my investors to get their real estate licenses. Today, I very rarely, if ever, use my real estate license. I am still a licensed agent in the state of Colorado, but I use the license very, very little, okay? And the reason behind that is not because I have anything against it. It's just that I have the same data in a better format, I would argue, in PropStream that I had on the MLS, right? So I still peruse the MLS, but then I fact check it with PropStream or I start on PropStream, I fact check it with the MLS, but I'm, I'm such a data geek that I generally have to verify it in both places to be fully satisfied with the results, okay? So my, my advice to you, starting in real estate investing today, in perhaps what's going to be the largest foreclosure market we have ever seen, 4.2 million mortgages and forbearance right this moment, according to an article we went over a couple episodes ago, okay? We got a lot heavy with the unemployment at all-time highs as a result of the coronavirus happening before our eyes. If you're going to get in the game right this moment, then I would tell you I wouldn't bother with the license. Okay, I'll shoot straight with you. But if you need to produce an income right this moment, 
right? If you're living on what you're going to make off of real estate investing, I will go back on that until you probably should get your real estate license and learn a little bit about retail. I feel like myself and my students, a lot of them are at a severe advantage because they got real estate licenses, right? They got an understanding of the retail market, how it operates. I have a ton of mentors that were full-time real estate investors from day one, never got a license. I feel like in a lot of cases, I'm a little better equipped than they are because of my understanding of the retail market. So it certainly would not be a bad thing to have it. Just understand, as my mentor explained to me when I was getting my real estate license, that it's kind of like handcuffs a little bit, right? It limits your capabilities because you have to be very careful that you disclose which side of the fence you're operating on at that moment. Are you a real estate agent, i.e. you have a fiduciary responsibility to protect that client, or are you a Real estate investor, meaning you're only protecting your best interest. And you got to be very, very clear on that. Because if you're not, every state has this thing called the Department of Regulatory Agencies or something along that line. And I can tell you from personal experience, they're going to come down on you like a ton of bricks if there's any gray area between acting as an investor and acting as an agent. All right. So my advice is either don't cross over to have my mentor affectionately called the dark side by getting your license, or if you are going to do so, do so carefully. Okay, because you need to understand this game is being played at a very high level right now because the opportunities are coming in left and right. The regulatory authorities, especially those that maintain real estate agents, are going to be watching stuff extremely carefully right now. Okay, and if you're doing something they don't like with a license, they may take your license or worse. You know, fines, penalties, etc. My advice to you, now that I'm more full-time investor, because I kind of, you know, telling my story a bit, I started out full-time investor. I was flipping houses. I was doing that kind of thing. The market of 2008, it crashed. I lost my stable income from my job, right? And I'm still kind of new to investing, so I wasn't confident. And it really just came down to confidence. But I wasn't confident enough to go full-time in investing. So I got a real estate license so I could supplement my income through the 3% general commission that you get from selling properties, right? I have no regrets, but if I could do it all again, I would have dialed in, listened to podcasts like this one, gotten more information, and really worked harder on my investing career in lieu of going that route if I could do it again, okay? And that's just shooting straight with you. So the answer to your question in the short term is no, you probably don't need the license, but it wouldn't hurt if you're looking to get started. Here's the problem with not getting your license. There are some education pieces that come from that licensing process, like you're going to understand contracts better from taking that course, right? You're going to understand valuation a little bit better. I'll level with you and say licensing courses don't spend a ton of time in valuation or marketing or any of that stuff. They just teach the legal state requirements to get your license, okay? So it's not as helpful as you would think, but it does add some value. And once again, it gives you a little bit more credibility in the area that you can do normal listing or selling homes as a buyer's agent or a listing agent. So there are some income benefits. Do those benefits outweigh the disadvantages? In my professional opinion, as a guy who's been on both sides of that fence, no, I don't think so. Okay, so I would tell you today Get started in your investing career because things are taking off. Do a couple of wholesale deals, right? And when you've got a feel for making money, just transferring the contract to a cash buyer investor, then maybe do a rehab. 
buy a rental or two. Head down that road. None of this requires getting a real estate license. And a lot of my private money investors, people who invest in my properties, a lot of them come to me and go, you know, I could do this myself. I just get my license. I mean, you could, but you could also learn how to become a dentist. You know, and you could at that point, you could drill your own teeth at something. But you don't want to do that, do you? No, of course you don't. And here's the reality. You don't really want to be a retail agent. You're looking to make money from real estate, right? That's why you listen to the show. You want to get how to make an income from doing it. You can do so without a license. You can do so with proper coaching. And you can do so just by having the education dialed in. And, you know, kudos to my mentor, Mike Jake, the guy that taught me real estate. He never crossed over the dark side, never got his license. Today, he's sitting on over 100 rental properties, brings in 30, 40 grand a month before he gets out of bed. Right? Just in rental income. He's paying off a house a month, give or take. It's insane how much is coming in right now from that portfolio because he focused in on just doing the real estate investing side. And my advice to you is of the two income producing activities, be it real estate agent or real estate investor, I would pick investor every day of the week. And it's real simple. Why? Generally speaking, the real estate agent is making a 3% margin on the deal. That's the define, and again, they're very careful about defining commission because it becomes antitrust, but I can tell you that generally speaking, most listed properties, the buyer's agent makes 3%, the listing agent makes 3%, okay? So you're working on one side or the other of that equation for 3%, whereas the real estate investor, their income on the deal is uncapped. I can tell you that generally speaking, we're operating at about a 10% margin. So you got to ask yourself, if you're going to do the deal anyway, would you rather make 3% or 10%? Becomes a no-brainer. So why does anybody get their real estate license? Well, it comes down to capital. You know, and the real estate investor side, wholesaling requires less capital because you're transferring the contract, but you got to market to be a wholesaler. You got to spend money on ads. Right, real estate agent license. You got to get your license, and then generally speaking, you can sit in open house. You can get leads from various sources. Your cousin can tell you they're looking to buy a house. It requires less investment of capital. So a lot of people who have less courage or knowledge or whatever the combination is, you opt to get their real estate license. But you, the listener of the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast, are looking to do deals in the investor market, and because of that, I wouldn't waste your time or invest the time to get the real estate license unless you want to supplement your income with it and make that transition that way. Have I made my point here? You know, I, I, I want to make sure we cover this because I get asked this one a lot. You know, this is one that covers a lot. Do I need my real estate license? Is this a, and you're going to hear from a lot of people in every marketplace that wholesaling is illegal. It's against the law. And you're almost always going to hear that from real estate agents, like 98% of the time. So just check the source of that information because it's done everywhere in the U.S. and there's nothing illegal about it. There's definitely some paperwork and protections you want to do to do it correctly. But I would argue that wholesalers, investors have substantially less legislation, substantially less rules against them than you're going to find in the real estate agent world, which has all sorts of restrictions on it. You know, so make your decision and go with it either way. I want to be a part of the path either way, but I can tell you if you're looking to get started the fastest way possible, and I know you are because you're listening to this show and I talk fast, you know, so you're, you're clearly trying to get as much information as you can in the shortest amount of time. Listen, get, get started. Go out there, wrap yourself up a wholesale deal. 
You know, go find your cash buyers list or start building that. Maybe door knock a couple of notice of default properties, drive for dollars, go find yourself a deal and get started. If you're buying a home for yourself, you may need a real estate agent to access some of the market, or you may not. If you pick up PropStream and you're looking for the deals out there, you can find those deals right there on PropStream. You know, your options are limitless now because the data is now available in a commercial space, no longer requires having a real estate license to get access to the best deals in the marketplace, or more importantly, do the evaluation necessary. So just get started. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another moment. Get your mind right. You know, get your education. Listen to more podcasts. Hit, hit up some YouTube videos. Go out there and learn the business from the inside and out and start producing an income. That's the future of getting into real estate investing and making a run of it. Well, that's our show for today, guys. You know, I appreciate you being a part of this each and every single week. Check us out on the Foreclosure Deals Coach Facebook page. Please leave a review. If you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to leave us a five-star positive review. We work so hard to bring you the best information available in the foreclosure investing marketplace. Get a license. Don't get a license. Just get started. That's really the key. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always, don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.